So just for viewers, I don't know what's in this. Um, I gave you full reign yesterday to go have a costume for the last day. Um, so this, I have genuinely no idea. And there were, there were no limits on what you're allowed to get either. So I have literally zero idea what's in this. I'm actually quite nervous. There you go. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're wondering why I'm dressed as Waluigi today, that's because last week we hit 100,000 subscribers on TLDR Daily. And I was on holiday that week, so Jack decided he'd just tell you all that I'd be in costume all this week. So this is the last day that I'm doing this, but hopefully you've enjoyed the costumes this week. And just yet again, thank you so much for following us, for subscribing, for liking, for commenting, and for just interacting with us generally. Genuinely means a lot, um, especially now that we've hit such a huge threshold. So thank you so much. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday, the 30th of September, 2022. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about the result of the sham Russian referendums in Ukraine. We'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories, and discussing what's going on in the world of politics in October. But first, the sham referendums. At a ceremony in the Kremlin today, Russian President Vladimir Putin formally annexed four partially occupied Ukrainian regions into the Russian Federation just days after unrecognized referendums, condemned as a sham by Ukraine and its allies, were held. The decree incorporated the occupied eastern regions of Donetsk and Luhansk and the southern regions of Kherson and Zaporizhia into Russia. The four territories cover some 15% of Ukraine's territory, an area equivalent in size to the country of Hungary. The move has been decried by United Nations Secretary-General Antonio Guterres as a dangerous escalation and a violation of the UN Charter with no legal value that deserves to be condemned. The Kremlin said that it would consider attacks on any of the newly annexed regions as acts of aggression against Russia itself, leading to fears that Putin may use such attacks as justification to further escalate the war. The Russian president recently said that he would use all available means to protect the country, adding, this is not a bluff. Russian forces only partially control the four regions in question. Kherson and Luhansk are broadly under Russian control. However, Zaporizhia and Donetsk are split between Ukrainian and Russian control. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov said that Russia would de jure incorporate those areas not under Russian control. The Kremlin was determined to use the event as a way to boost morale as the ceremony followed a concert in Moscow's Red Square to mark the annexation. It comes after recent Ukrainian success on the battlefield and disquiet in Russia over the partial military mobilization. Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, pledged a tough military response to the annexation, saying the territorial integrity of Ukraine will be restored and our reaction to Russia's recognition of their results will be very harsh. Ukraine's Western allies have been clear that they consider the referendums and annexation to be illegitimate. US President Joe Biden said the United States will never, never, never recognize Russia's claim on Ukrainian sovereign territory. The US will impose further sanctions on Russia in response to the annexation. The European Commission has also promised a new package of sanctions to make the Kremlin pay for this further escalation. Meanwhile, the war continues. Missiles hit a convoy of civilian cars today in Zaporizhia, killing at least 25 people, according to Ukrainian officials. 
The cars were preparing to travel from the Ukrainian-occupied area to the Russian-occupied area, Ukrainian officials say, to deliver aid and pick up relatives. President Zelensky called Russia a terrorist state and bloodthirsty scum in response. Pro-Russian officials blamed Ukraine for the attack. In the Donetsk region, the pro-Russian leader of the occupied territory admitted that Russia's main garrison in the city of Lyman was semi-encircled by Ukrainian forces and that Ukraine had made progress in recapturing nearby villages. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. The European Commission has referred Malta to the Court of Justice of the European Union over its Golden Passport Scheme, which grants Maltese citizenship, and therefore EU citizenship, in return for investment in the country. The Commission says it considers the Citizenship by Investment Scheme, without the need for any genuine link to the Member State, to be incompatible with the principle of sincere cooperation and concept of union citizenship. Both Malta and Cyprus were issued an ultimatum by the European Commission in 2020 to halt their golden passport schemes. Cyprus has since wound down its programme, while Malta has continued, albeit suspending it for Russian and Belarusian nationals after the invasion of Ukraine. Malta said it had been cooperating constructively and in good faith, but strongly rejects the interpretation given by the Commission. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. In some tragic news today, it's been announced that a bomb blast has killed, at the time of writing, at least 19 teenagers in a college in Kabul. Students at the Kaj Academy, which included women, were preparing for university entrance exams. As yet, no one has claimed responsibility for the attack. A Taliban spokesperson said the attack proves the enemy's inhumane cruelty and lack of moral standards. The academy is located in a Shia neighbourhood. The Taliban, who regained control of the country last year, are radical Sunnis. They promised when they returned to power that they would protect the Shia minority. Journalists are now pointing to this attack as a demonstration that the Taliban has been unable to provide the security that they promised, especially against rival groups in the region, such as ISIS. Liz Truss has only been Prime Minister for a few weeks, and, well, it isn't really going that well. There's been huge backlash, both domestically and internationally, to her Chancellor's mini-budget on Friday. There were rumours that a Tory MP has already put in a letter of no confidence. And yesterday, a YouGov poll was released that gave Labour an absolutely phenomenal 33-point lead over the Tories. While some naturally question the reliability of this poll, other polls released yesterday also found Labour to have a huge lead. Servation gave them a 21-point lead, Delta Poll gave them a 19-point lead, and Retfield Wilson gave them a 17-point lead. Across the four polls, the average poll lead for Labour is 22.5 points. The fact that the average poll lead was so large is a huge achievement for the Labour Party. Only time will tell, though, whether they can maintain this lead. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of what's happening in the world of politics in October, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. 
So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.